Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun. And let's get started right now. Have you ever heard the phrase, be careful what you wish for, because it might come true? Why do people say that? Maybe it's because sometimes things don't turn out quite the way we expect. We may even have plans and know exactly what we want, but it doesn't quite happen the way we thought it would. Like most people, you may think you're clear on what you want. You may even have made a list, but things don't turn out quite right. What do you do? Today, we're going to talk about how you can ask for what you want and actually manifest it. I'm going to talk about four steps that you can take to get from here to where you want to be and talking about letting go and not holding on to it so tight that We can't manifest it at all. And yes, be careful what you wish for. First step, let's start right in with it. What is your intention? What do you want? Whether you're dating, you're looking for a significant other, you want a job or a new place to live or something else, obviously we want things in our lives. So how do you find what you want? you just think about it? Maybe you meditate about it. Or just let time take you along till you figure out what you want. I have to say, though, I have a job for you because you need to write it down. Every time you think about something, you're going to have a little different of a list, unless it's only two or three items. If you have a 10-item list, you're not going to get it the same every single time. You're going to lose the power of what you're asking for. So write it down. It's the only way that you can be clear to get what you want. It can be on a computer. It's actually easier when it's on a computer because when you have the list, you can change it. You don't have to have the same list over and over and over again. You can look at it and say, you know, this isn't as important to me anymore. Or, well, I left something out that's so important, it's ridiculous. I really need to add that to my list. And you can do that. You should do that. You can't manifest what you want until you know what you want. That's the first tip. The second tip, be specific. Make sure that you know what you want, yes, but that you ask for it specifically. I'm going to tell you about a list that I put together when I was going out to buy a condo. 
I knew what I wanted. I had two bedrooms, two baths, around 1,100 square feet or more. I wanted walk-in closets, fireplace, little view, maybe a balcony or a very small backyard, depending on where I was having it, a garage. I wanted no stairs in the condo. I was pretty clear. I had a decent-sized list. It wasn't like 30 things, but there was enough on there, and I knew what I wanted. Well, I did get my fireplace. It didn't work. It still doesn't, actually, because I never fixed it. But I got a fireplace. I didn't say I wanted a working fireplace, which means I wasn't specific enough. I got a garage. I didn't say I wanted a garage. That was just my garage all by myself. So I have to share the garage with two of my fellow condo people, one on one side of me and one on the other. I do still have the storage that I wanted, but it's a small amount of storage. And if somebody leaves their garage door open, one of the other two people by accident, or if they wander off for a minute and leave it open, somebody can walk in the garage and steal it. It's not just on you, it's on the other people. So I wasn't quite specific enough. I needed to say I wanted a garage that was just mine alone. And then, of course, there are things that you might leave out completely that you don't think about until after you get what you get, and then you go, "Uh uh-oh, I left out something really important. Mine that I left out of my list for my condo was peace and quiet. Now, this is a very long list of why it's not peace and quiet. I have a safe way across the street, which is really helpful to run across if I forget something. But at night, when those trucks come to deliver and they're backing in, now that's fine if I'm in my bedroom because I can't hear them. But if I'm up for some reason in the front room, I can hear them. I'm over the garbage door which is just a small door, but it bangs every time somebody goes in there and then they dump their stuff. If it's an empty bin, they've just picked up the garbage, bang as they drop it in, and then they go out and it's another bang when they're leaving. This is kind of, well, annoying. It's a little loud and it also has a squeal as it opens, so it's a little extra noisy. Let's see. There's also a fairly busy street nearby. It blankets some of it because I have some trees. But there's also firehouse not far away, so there's sirens. Lots of people who really, for some reason, love having fireworks that isn't even on the 4th of July. And the motorcycles that the neighbors have, there's two or three of them now, really loud in the middle of a podcast or my YouTube videos when I'm trying to record them. And the other day I was trying to do a YouTube video and I don't like editing those. I want to get them straight through because they're not so long I can't do it. Unfortunately, my neighbor's dog decided to bark. It's a yapper, which is the cutest dog ever, but oh my God, talk about yapping, yapping, yapping. So what do you do? Next time you do better, you're more specific. Oh, and the one thing that is the worst, in the middle of the pandemic, I'm sitting at home, working from home like everybody else, feet up on the balcony, enjoying it, 
And there's construction with a five-story or six-story building behind the Safeway that they're taking down piece by piece and shoving all of the cement stuff off the edge of the building, and it falls five or six floors until they start getting it lower and lower. For months, this was so loud. And then when they finished, I was so happy. And then the one across the street was working on it. Not as loud because it's across the other street, the far street. But it was like, oh, my God, I need noise-canceling windows. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, my God. Be specific on what you want. Make sure that you look at things and you really figure out what's going on. But make sure that when you get something even better, that you don't stop that list. Remember I told you, look at your list and be willing to take things off and add things to it as they occur to you. This is another thing you can do. Make sure that as time goes by, that you are even more specific. Or if you get something and you go, oh, yikes, I forgot. That was a yikes. Now what do I do? Just adjust the list. It's okay. You're fine. That's why you want to save the list somewhere. And you won't have to look at the list every five minutes. Just make sure you have it the way you want it before you put it away. The third thing I want to talk to you about, it's this political correct stuff. When you're out in the world, yes, of course you don't want to hurt people's feelings and be politically correct, but you're just talking about your own list. You don't have to tell anybody. Do whatever you want. You don't, and that was my problem. I was looking for a significant other. I wrote things on my list. I got every single thing on the list. I looked at the list when I was going through my divorce. And I looked at it and went, oh, look, he's every single thing on this list. Unfortunately, my list was not specific enough because it was too politically correct. Instead of saying I wanted tall, dark, and handsome, or dropped a gorgeous, or whatever somebody might want, I said I wanted a teddy bear. Teddy bears are tend to be a little on the and huggable, which he was, but he wasn't exactly what I had wanted originally, which can be okay if everything else goes well. I had said because I was spiritual, I wanted somebody prosperity-minded instead of someone rich, because you don't say that. That's not what you should do because you're politically correct and you're too spiritual for that. And isn't that bullpucky? Because money is just money. It's okay to have money. It's just a form of trade. If you love it to sit in it and play with your gold, that's a little different from using it as a form of trade. If you have more than enough and you want to give to people, you want to help other people, that is fabulous. It's nothing the matter with having money. But people, they have all these preconceived ideas about it, so it just sort of messes with your head. I didn't have to say he was prosperity-minded. I could have said something like, he was debt-free. He had his own money. He had his so that we could work together. He knew how to invest. He had money consciousness, meaning he knew how to deal with it, whatever I wanted. Or I could have said I wanted a millionaire. I mean, I could have said any of those things, but I didn't. And while he was prosperity-minded, money wasn't part of it so much. But my intention was great, but the clarity wasn't clear enough, and the political correctness was a little too unclear because I had to use those words in my head. 
And oh, and the last one, as I said, I wanted somebody passionate. I wasn't clear. I didn't say, because to me, I never talked about sex, but I was what I meant, passionate about me, thinking I was the best thing ever. Think, you know how you want that sometimes, but I wasn't specific. I was too politically correct in my head. That's the way I saw it, where I didn't want to say more than that in my head. So what happens? I got someone who was passionate about certain things in his life, but not about me. And that's kind of what I wanted. Me. It was my fault. I wasn't clear enough. That's when I saw that list after I was in, well, right when I was in the middle of the divorce and I went, wow, I got exactly what I asked for. Okay, then be careful what you wish for. We are powerful manifestors. We can create anything. Unfortunately, we don't have all of our being together, the emotion, the intention, the spiritual, the physical, all those things working for us towards something that we really want. We try to, but something derails us if the result isn't what we want. So we need to really look at that result and then go, something didn't go right. I need to do something about that. And about now, you might be wondering what the fourth thing is. So the fourth one is to pick your words carefully. And these are obviously all kind of interrelated. But what I mean by picking your words carefully is don't pick words that are ambiguous. You don't want them to be ambiguous. You want something to be totally to the point, clear, understandable, not just to you, but anybody who sees it. Because like I said, to me, I knew what I meant when I said prosperity-minded. It's not what the rest of the universe put out there for me. So I needed to be picking my words more carefully. If you don't want a challenging, and I'm using those air quotes, challenging job and you're looking for a job and you think, I do, I want the challenge. I really want to be able to think. The word challenging is challenging (laughs) because you don't necessarily want to be exhausted at the end of every day. Challenging can also be annoying and frustrating and difficult and sapping your energy. Some people thrive on it. You got to know yourself. But if you end up with a job or with a person in your life, a relationship that is challenging, that could be something that you have to rethink your wording and make sure you know what word you actually want to choose instead. Maybe the word exciting works for you. Exciting has a little bit of fear involved with it. That's why it's exciting. It's something that you may not want in a significant other. Maybe you want to use the word fun instead. But maybe you will like exciting. Maybe you're a bungee jumper. That's not me. I like to have some excitement, but I don't want it on a regular basis every single day. Too much adrenaline. But you may be that person who wants it. Or maybe that word adventurous or adventuresome. Pick those words really carefully. And you might not use the same words, and you probably won't, for something that's a job or a career versus where you live versus significant other or friends or neighbors even, you know, reliable neighbors who might be fun to hang out with. 
You don't want somebody who is so exciting all the time that they're never there. They're always out doing things if you need them nearby to hang out with or watch over your place or pick up your mail or whatever it may be. I have to say that I have a little story about this, which shocked the heck out of me because when I was going through my divorce, as I was finishing it up, I really wanted love and joy in my life. So I kept kind of meditating on those words. I want love and joy in my life. I want love and joy, love and joy. And I was really, really concentrating on that. And one day I was driving home from my day job that I had at the time, and I was dead stopped in traffic. Literally, I had not moved for at least two or three minutes. And I wanted to know how long it was going to last. So I picked up because I didn't really have a a place that held my phone in the car yet. And I didn't have something that went through the car because it was an older car. I picked up the phone and I talked into it and said, Google mapped a home or something so I could see what it looked like. And then I, I leaned it against my, like my radio or wherever I could lean it in that car. I heard the siren that went, and I went, you've got to be kidding me. And he was right to the left in my blind spot. And he saw that I had picked up my phone and I talked into it. I was dead stopped. This is California for you. And he pulled me through all this traffic that was dead stopped and to get off the freeway. He could have just gotten out of his darn car because I wasn't moving. And he pulled me over. Finally, I got off the freeway and he told me, I said, all I did was pick up the phone to say, Google Map to home. I wonder how long I was going to be stuck. I wasn't even moving. He says, it doesn't matter. Once you're in the car, you can't pick up your phone. And what happens? He hands me the ticket, which I thought was bogus, of course. And I could have gotten really pissed off. And I was on my way to getting there. And he walked away. And I looked at the ticket. And I looked down at the bottom of the ticket. And the guy's name was Officer Lovejoy. I almost, oh, I I lost it. I was laughing so hard. I thought I I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Because I went, oh, my God. How does this happen? And I was looking for a place to live at the time. And I was, my realtor called and I told him what happened. And he was laughing with me because it was like, oh my God, I manifested love and joy in my life. Love joy. (laughs) Be careful what you ask for. I should have been a little clearer and maybe spoken a little crisper and made sure the and was in the middle. But I thought, oh my God, I manifested this. This is the most bizarre thing I've ever manifested. So look at your life. See if you've manifested things that weren't quite what you wanted, or maybe not at all what you wanted, because the uh, ticket was not what I wanted. And unfortunately, Officer Lovejoy, I never saw him again. So it wasn't like I was supposed to meet him and we were supposed to be together or something. (laughs) It was just that I manifested Lovejoy in my life. So be careful what you're manifesting. One last thing. When you make your list... You're asking the universe for what you want. But once you've written your list out or typed it up, save it, print it out, and make sure that you've had a little bit of time to look at it, you know, like maybe a day or two later, maybe two or three times, once in a blue moon, look at it, shift it if it needs to be shifted. And then I like to either to print it out and put it like in my desk or something. And then I don't look at it again. And I see what happens. Because I know what the subject is, but I don't always remember exactly what it was I asked for. It's a little different if you're looking for a house and you're literally looking for one. So you want to make sure you remember the list on what you want. But if you're shopping for a significant other online or something, 
don't even pull it out because you know the most important things on that list. You don't need to remember that he needs to have integrity. You don't need to remember those things because you already know. So you need to let go of what you want. Put it out there, be clear, and then let it go. Don't whine about it. Don't plead or complain that you don't have it yet or wish you did have it. Just go after it, whatever you want, clearly. And then when things start falling into place, double check your list at some point. I didn't do that. So obviously I took too long to look at my list again because I didn't even know where it was. I found it when I was putting, when I was actually going to move for my divorce and cleaning up. If it wasn't clear, look at the words you chose. If your result didn't work, adjust some of those words. Maybe they're too negative. Take them off the list. I want someone who doesn't lie. Hmm. I want somebody who's honest. Take out the negative. Don't put in there what you don't want. And even if you say don't or can't or shouldn't have, or those are things that are too negative. Take those out. Rephrase if you need to. Make sure that you stick with the positive. Sometimes if you aren't clear or you don't use the right words, you're too politically correct or spiritually correct for that matter. Things just don't quite work out right. So to wrap it up, make sure that you have that intention, that you know what you want when it comes to making this wish and you know what you want. Be specific. Look over your list. Make sure when you write it down that you are totally and absolutely as clear as you can be at the moment. And then look over your list again. Make sure that it is right and that you didn't put something in that wasn't important and you left something out that was super, one of the top five of what for whatever you want to do. Don't worry about being politically correct. Just don't. You don't have to share your desires and your wishes and your deepest dreams with anybody. If you want a gazillionaire, put it down. It's up to you. If you want to have sex every single day or never, put it down. Only you know what you want. And sometimes we don't know till we get it. And then we go, okay, I didn't really want that. Know what you want as much as you can. And if you think you want something and you get it and you go, eh, no, I changed my mind. Revise your list. You may have to shift your life a bit if it's something major, but you can redo it anytime. Pick those words carefully. Don't use those words that become really challenging, that become things that are maybe too exciting or too adventuresome or other words that don't really apply well to the category of your life that you're applying them to. And let me say, don't just dream about what you want. You won't manifest it that way. Ask the universe. Writing it down is a really good step. Seeing it clearly and then putting it away. Because if you don't write it down, and I know I've said this many times, if you don't write it down, you will never be clear on what you want. You'll never be clear. Because every time you think about it, it'll come out just a little differently. It'll be Oh, this time I'll say I want honest. Next time I'll say I want somebody with integrity. The next time I'll say loyal. And I won't have the same five things or 10 things. So if you want more than two or three very clear things, then write it down. If you know exactly what you want, it's been two or three things and that's it, you're good to go. But I guarantee there's more than two or three things in anything that you want. 
You may have four or five gotta haves with a new job or with where you live or with whatever it may be. But there's going to be a whole lot of other things on that list besides if you're clear with yourself, if you really know what you want. But ultimately, make sure, even though you know all those things that you want, you're clear, your intention, you've done specific, always leave room for something even better than what you've asked for. Something better that's on the list. Something you didn't even think of that the universe hands you on a platter going, here, you forgot this part, but isn't this cool? Because if you're open to those things, even better than the best that we can think of will show up. And when that happens, it's a whole new ball game. It is so amazing because life just gets better and better. So be careful what you ask for. We want to make sure that what you get is only going to make your life grow and be best it can be. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect the number two joy.com. Today's gonna be